What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Gridiron Blitz right here on Block Talk Radio. Welcome to Gridiron Blitz right here on Block Talk Radio and now on Apple Podcast. Uh, we're going to have a great show today. Um, today's our official uh, Apple iPad show, so it's going to be great uh, to be here. Alongside Nkishi Free, Troy Wilson, and later on we'll be joined by uh, Holly Custis as well. And then we have the talented... Um, individual, which is the most most talented defensive player uh, for the three games uh, for Mexico, Alexandra Hernandez Macias, which uh, you're better known on Twitter as Allie McDees. She'll be here into the No Joke Football Huddle in a couple minutes. Wide receiver from free safety for the Ravens out of FX Mexico, as well as uh, Team Mexico free safety. So, uh, who do I have on the line now? Hello. Holly? Hey, how's it going? Hey, Holly. Uh, welcome. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, we're just getting started. Kishi and Troy should be following along here. I think they were probably caught in traffic or so. so you know how that goes. Okay. And uh, yeah, in a you. couple of minutes here, like I said, we'll, we'll have uh, Team Mexico's bronze medal winner, uh, Alexandra Hernandez-Macias, which was number two. And... Um, so we'll get started there. In the uh, in the hour here, we're going to have NFL news as well. We'll t- touch base on the off-season news and notes. And then we'll dive into the WFA playoffs as well as the IWFL playoffs. And we'll uh, start previewing what will be a great uh, final, I think, for the Weibull in terms of Division One, which is Dallas versus Boston. And we kind of knew that this was going to happen when the Divas got ousted. We kind of figured out Boston was going to be the replacement on the East. And uh, I don't know if this is going to be Dallas's Achilles heel because Boston had the strongest schedule just like the Divas had last year. So is the elite battle tested two years in a row or are they going to falter once again? So, uh, Holly, I don't know. Uh, this, is, this is a big deal now, three in a row. This is, this is for all the marbles. Jenkins about to retire. Uh, you got um, Smith about to retire. Cahill more than likely about to retire. It's a big deal for a lot of players on both sides. 
I, I agree. Um, I definitely think that Boston has the advantage as far as their strength of schedule is concerned. But I do feel like Dallas, I mean, it's the third time in a row, I feel like I feel like they kinda do and the difference between Dallas last year and this year is they they added even more weapons over the off season. And uh, when you look at their depth at running back and receiver, it's kinda ridiculous. And um so, I mean, we won't know until we get into the game, but I'm leaning towards Dallas just because their weapons are going to be hard to cover for the length of the entire game. I mean, they're averaging, I think, like 50, 50 points a game. Um, but uh, we'll see. Boston's still a very strong team. They seem to play in really close games. Um, so we'll see what happens in the game, but I'm leaning towards Dallas. Yeah, and you know what? The last two years that Dallas has showed up to the finals, they've showed up to the finals. The problem is they've always been edged by uh, under a field goal or under a touchdown. Yes. And, and it's always been yes. second-half play. They've, they've either started really hot, and all of a sudden the, you know, the longer-tenured, uh, more toughest-scheduled team starts to control the game, and then at the end there they sort of just pull it out. You know, it's not like they get blown out in the second half. Um, I don't want to say Atlanta kind of mentality, you know, when they lost to the Patriots mentality, but it's sort of that mindset where you get up really early and then all of a sudden somehow reality sinks in that now this is going to be a battle for the end. So uh, I'm I'm hoping the elite is there this year because it would be nice to see them win it. But with the same token, you know, Cahill had her bad season last year when the injury with, uh, versus Chicago and kind of shut down her season. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's in her memory as well. And this is this is going for all the marbles. So it's it's going to be a tough battle, I think, on either side. But you know, most people have mocked Dallas's schedule, and Odessa is very strong against the fact that this is what, this is what it is, and this is what we play, and that's why this is where we're at. So I agree with her in that sense because you know, not, not much you can do with the schedule because that's the way the WFA sets it out. Right. I I totally agree. I think. For Dallas, uh, you're absolutely right. For them, it's going to be really important to come out on fire and try to put um, as much distance as they can between them and Boston because I feel like Boston is that scrappy team that if you leave them around and they're still in the game and then like into the third or the fourth, that's when you're in trouble. So if Dallas is going to do it this year, they really have to come out on fire and keep the foot on the gas pedal the entire time. Yeah, and the, I think the best story out of the whole um, playoffs right now has to be Orlando Anarchy, if you take it out in a nutshell, because we know St. Louis was going to be here. There was just no question that yeah. this land wasn't going to be here. I mean, everybody kind of saw that, the way their talent is, the defense on their side. Uh, we sort of knew that they were – I mean, we, we kind of had an idea that the Inferno was going to be here as well because they were playing such good ball all season long. And so there's your Division Two wrap-up right there, a rematch – um, you know, and so at this at this point, I, I cannot go against St. Louis uh, for whatever reason. I know I know TB took care of Montreal, but uh, to take care of, of St. Louis, and I know with, um, you know Tiffany Hayes out there, they're gonna they're gonna be ready. I kind of have a feeling they're gonna be ready. But the, the feel good story of the whole year has got to be Orlando. You know, uh, when the WFA reformatted the playoff format. It sort of allowed a lot of teams to kind of, you know, walk into the same setup that Division One has, and you saw that a brand new team in Arkansas goes halfway across the country to, you know, South uh, South Oregon. Unfortunately, the lights issue and all that, but they were way ahead anyways, even with the light issue in the last quarter of play. 
I don't think if they may have came back, they might have come back, but at this point we won't know, and it's just what it is now. But, you know, the, the um, South Oregon lady uh, renegades out of your uh, division out there, very good ball in Division Three. So, you know, they get taken down by Arkansas. But, you know, reality sinks in on the other side, which is uh, Orlando had to travel to Toledo. Toledo, a really good squad um, in a really close game. But, you know, this is the feel-good story of the season. I think if, if the Orlando Anarchy show up in Pittsburgh and somehow beat uh, Arkansas, um, it's going to be a great, great feel-good story for the WFA. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I kind of think uh, Orlando, if you think about how much loss they've had in the past couple of years here, it's kind of comparable to when uh, New Orleans went through uh, Hurricane Katrina and then all of a sudden they were coming together as a team and they had the city behind them. And yeah. I feel like Orlando is kind of going through that right now where they're rallying together and uh, sometimes – when you go through life and you face that kind of adversity, it can actually make you stronger as a unit. And so I think yeah. it's really awesome to watch Orlando, and I'm, I'm definitely rooting for them. Um, I mean, Arkansas has done some great things. It's just that uh, Orlando is definitely that feel-good story of the year, and uh, I'm excited to see what happens in the game in, in Pittsburgh. And i got to give a shout-out to Toledo. I mean, Toledo uh, only lost by a touchdown. So, I mean, that right there in itself, you got to give them credit. You know, they they played tough all Definitely. season, but, you know, one touchdown is the difference, and so they, they they can't hang their heads down. They know that this is it. This is what's happening, you know what I mean? And so this, right. is, this is what needs to be done. Uh, but, you know, they, they, did a, they had a great season as well. So 27-20, to 20, Orlando takes care of Toledo. You've got uh, My High, which had a great season as well, uh, but St. Louis just too much. 43-21. We knew coming in that Mile High Blaze was going to play really good ball, and they did. They played their hearts out. They put up 21 points against St. Louis, but uh, overall, offensively and defensively was the key right there for St. Louis. Uh, Montreal, I don't know if the travel in a neutral site did anything for their psyche, but um, uh, Tampa Bay came in. Uh, Missy Bedwell has been a, kind of a staple there with the Divas shifting over to Tampa and just light another a new fire there for Tampa. 50-26, that was the final uh, against the Montreal Blitz. Montreal, an impressive season, their first season back in the WFA. So uh, that's, that's just impressive right there. Um, Dallas, 63-7 against San Diego. San Diego, I, I want to give them credit, but at the same time, uh, Holly, within that season match, you had Portland challenging them to a neutral site match to decide who would be the better squad. I don't want to mock San Diego because they're a really impressive team. But, you know, um, all this stuff aside, when all this stuff came up, uh, deserving, I think Portland should have, been, should have been there. But it is what it is. So we can, you know, we can cry all we want at this point. But here's the show, 63-7. Uh, Dallas, sort of an easy win uh, over San Diego. I mean, there is no easy wins in the playoffs. But, you know, the score reflects more of an easy win. And like you said, Dallas is just so talented on offense. Just not, not even funny at this point. Um, Boston, 47-33. Chicago slow, slowly in this game started going. And then towards the last three, the third quarter, almost near the fourth quarter, they started to pick it up, but a little too late there. And Boston scores uh, two scores at the end with Zeely coming through once again, 47-33. So it was an exciting uh, playoff, and we can't forget the 38-21 win uh, at Arkansas versus uh, the Lady Gades out of Oregon. 
So um, pretty impressive being there for both. I think uh, we're having Keyshawn and Troy on. Hold on, Holly. Let's see if I got in Keyshawn. Okay. Keyshawn, are you on? Troy? Hey, this is Troy. Hey, Troy, welcome back, buddy. Hey, welcome hey, back. Hey, look at this. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. Hey, this is a, hey, hey first Apple. Hey, first Apple podcast you're going to be on. Football podcast. Hey, awesome. First Apple podcast you're going to be on today. There you go. I like it. You're I gonna, like it. It's been a while. Uh, we've been on hiatus since, like, I think February or whatever. But, anyways, we got funding, so we're back live. So that's how that's how things roll, I guess, sometimes in life. You get beat down, and you got to get back up. So we're back up. There um, you go. Resilience me, is the key. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Troy, let me see if our, if our guest is on right now. Just be one second. Let me see if I have uh, Alejandra on. Uh, Alejandra is um, Alejandra Hernandez Macias. She is uh, the free safety for the Team Mexico team, as well as wide receiver free safety for the uh, Ravens out of FX Mexico. And let's see if she's on. Hold on. Alejandra, are you on? Yeah, hi. Hi, Alejandra. Welcome to uh, the Great Iron Blitz right here on Block, on Block Talk Radio and Apple Podcasts. Um, you are here with us today with Holly Custis, myself, Oscar Lopez, and you got Troy Wilson on. So I welcome you to the show. Thank you. So, um, Alejandra, tell us a little bit about the experience. Um, and you want to do Spanish or you want to go English? Because I can translate either way. Oh, uh, I prefer Spanish. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Go ahead and uh, uh, let me just set the uh, premise for them. So I, I'm just going to ask her uh, how the event was for the World Championships, uh, you know, the, the Federation issues, and then we're going to talk to her about her three interceptions and MVP uh, okay. caliber play <laughs> through the three games. So, uh, Alejandra, ¿cómo estuvo el evento para ustedes? ¿Tuvieron algo de problemas al principio con la federación y con todas las cosas que pasó anterior antes de llegar a Canadá? Habla de eso ahorita nomás para hacerlo saber cómo estuvo eso y finalmente lo que se pasó es que llegaron a Canadá. Eh, bueno, sí, eh, una semana antes de, de ir al torneo, la federación uh -huh. nos comentó que en el presupuesto establecido pues no era el suficiente. Entonces, nosotros teníamos que cubrir cierta parte de, bueno, los vuelos a México-Canadá de todas las jugadoras. Eh, pues decidimos eh, vender playeras, hacer gorras con nuestro escudo de México para pues poder juntar ese dinero, que pues era un poco complicado juntar tanto dinero en una semana. Pero, pues, afortunadamente la federación al final nos dio el apoyo y, pues, ya logramos llegar a Canadá. Okay, espérame un momento, eh. Um, so, I just asked her how the incident was with the federation and, and lack of funding and how they had to fundraise to try to get to Canada. She's saying that there was a struggle there at the beginning. That's why they had to sell shirts and hats and all the other things to fundraise to get to Canada. But eventually the federation did come up with funding. So, uh, Alejandra... Cuando llegaste a Canadá, ¿cómo estuvo todo el evento? Se supone que todos estaban alegres. Iban a encontrar hasta, iban a enfrentarse a Estados Unidos, que viene siendo el medallista de, de oro de las dos, uh, dos eventos anteriores. So, ¿cómo, estaban, uh, ¿Cómo se sentían ustedes cuando llegaron a la oportunidad? Este es, es, va a ser el primer juego contra los campeones. Eh, sí, pues desde el principio fue como la motivación que todas necesitábamos, porque era pues abrir con el con el actual campeón eh, 
pues nuestro objetivo siempre fue alguna medalla y sabíamos que si le ganábamos a Estados Unidos, pues podíamos ganarle a cualquier equipo. Eh, bueno, desafortunadamente no se logró el, el, la primera victoria, pero pues de todas formas íbamos por una medalla y se consiguió. So I was asking her how she felt about uh, going to Canada once she landed in Canada and figuring out that um, she was going to face the two-time champions, Team USA. So she said they're very excited, uh, they're very motivated, and once they got there, they were, they understood the magnitude of the event. And then obviously, if they can compete with Team USA, they figured they can compete with just anybody else in the tournament. So Alejandro, um, dame minuto. Holly, do you want to ask a question? I can translate for her. Or she um, she understands uh, English also, so she can either answer. Okay. Um, I just wanted to say, first of all, how impressed I was by your team, Team Mexico. Um, I think you guys play really well. You're very fast. And um, mm-hmm. I, I was really impressed by you guys. Um, what was your favorite memory of the trip to Vancouver? So, Alejandra, ¿qué, ¿qué fue el, el momento más, más, más este memoriado que tienes del evento? Eh, bueno, pues yo creo que cuando recibí el MVP y pues ver a mi familia apoyándome fue como la mejor parte, pero pues entre las tres intercepciones yo creo que no, no habría una prioridad. Um, Holly, she says she was really excited to be there and the most exciting thing is her family was there and on top of that, she got defensive MVP with three interceptions. Awesome. Any How other questions, Holly? Um, yes. Um, Go ahead. Before they went to Vancouver, uh, how often were they practicing? Did they have the camp like Team USA did, or did they practice more than that? So, Alejandra, dice, Holly, que antes de llegar a, a Canadá, uh, ¿Cuánto tiempo eh, se, prepa- se prepararon ustedes? ¿Era días o una semana? ¿Cuánto, cuánto tuvieron para preparación? Eh, nos preparamos desde enero, pero únicamente eh, los fines de semana. Fue la única preparación que tuvimos. So, Holly, she says uh, the only time they had it because of what they, what they were going through, uh, they started in January, but they were able only to do weekends in, with the squad together. Right. Okay. And my final one, who is your favorite NFL team? So, Alejandra, uh, she's a Patriots fan, Holly. Oh, you're killing me. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to know, uh, Ali, uh, how did you get interested in playing American football um, uh, uh, down in your area? So, Alejandra, ¿cómo, qué, te, ¿qué te hizo para interesarte para eh, en la el femenil equipada en la en tu área de que estás de, de que, que, de, que vives? Eh, bueno, principalmente mi hermano, que él es cuatro años más grande que yo y él toda su vida jugó fútbol americano. 
yo primero empecé pues apoyándolo, yo era primero porrista, y de ahí me empezó a interesar jugar, y pues fue cuando cuando me metí. So Troy, her brother is like four years older than she is, and he started playing, and then uh, she got the bug, and she decided to try it out. Awesome, awesome. So, so you know, especially, how did you end up on the defensive side? Did you did you play any other sports before, and how did you end up on the defensive side of the ball? So, Leandra, ¿cómo tú que te te te, te pusiste en la uh, o quisiste hacer defensa para el equipo nacional? ¿Y cómo llegaste a, a, a jugar la femenina equipada? Porque me gusta pegar, prefiero pegar a que me peguen. Y siento que es un poco más la, la adrenalina que se siente jugando a la defensiva. So, Troy, uh, she loves to hit. And she really likes that side of the ball because she can, she can make an impact. And apparently, you know, uh, it's a better spot for her all the way around because she's wide receiver too. But she'd rather have she'd rather be a linebacker. Oh man, you know I like to hear that. That's what I like to hear right yeah. there. I like it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Troy, you got another one. Oh yeah. Uh, the other question I wanted to ask is, uh, did you, did you play any other sports before? Because um, you know, that, uh, just wanted to know. Cause, uh, what, did you play um, uh, uh, football, uh, soccer uh, down there? Because uh, I know that's really, you know, that, that really enhances footwork and that really translates to any other sport. So, did you play a little bit of soccer down there, and did it help you translate to American style football? So Alejandra dice Troy te pregunta que si has jugado si jugaste este fútbol porque es algo tradicional en México para adquirir algo de lo lo táctico que tienes ahorita en tu juego. Eh, no nunca nunca me me interesó y pues no no creo, creo que lo llegué a hacer en algo. ¿Qué otro tipo de deportes jugaste Alejandra aparte de, si no jugaste fútbol que qué era aparte de la familia uh, equipada que qué jugabas de deporte eh, bueno jugaba flag, eh, pequeña okay so she uh, she ended up playing other sports but that's her favorite sport gotcha Any other questions, uh, Troy or Holly? Nope, that's all I got. All what right, was so, the, um, um, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Holly. Uh, what player did she play against in the tournament that most impressed her? Alejandra dice, este, Holly, que, que es un jugador que jugaste a contra en el torneo de que tuviste algo de no de dificultades pero de competencia contra un jugador de otro de otro equipo eh, bueno la jugadora que no recuerdo es la número 21 de Estados Unidos eh, muy habilidosa y muy fuerte so Holly um, Bam Bam as uh, uh, Jenkins would say uh, Hannah de Gaffer de Reed um, right. she was the standout for her and she said she was very difficult to tackle Big, heavy body, a lot of weight, massive. Right. <laughs> awesome. And she was a key 
Figure. Alejandra, el, el 21 estaba, era una sorpresa, ¿no? Porque tenía mucho velocidad también ella, y aparte de eso tenía mucho músculo también, ¿verdad? Estaba bien, bien hecha. I was explaining to her that uh, 21 is very, very well built and a lot of speed on the corners, so uh, it must have been very tough to catch, ¿verdad? So, uh, Holly and Troy, she's saying that uh, because of the uh, lack of size on their team, a team like Team USA and, and running back like, uh, like Hannah DeGraff and Reed, uh, obviously it's, it's a trouble for them, but they, they kind of did what they can and to contain her. Yeah, I was. I've always been impressed um, uh, with with Mexico with their speed. So I think they actually rallied to the ball pretty well. Um, but um, I think they actually they did really well with what they had, and so I was impressed. So Alejandra dice, Holly, que buen 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 hecho para ustedes y ella estaba bien alegre de que ustedes jugaron con buen corazón y todo el proceso encuentra supone a un equipo más grande que ustedes en tamaño de de peso y algo, pero dice ella que um, el, la movilidad de ustedes está bien, bien eficiente. Muchas uh, gracias. Thank you. So, Alejandra, ¿vas a jugar este FX otra vez o vas a tomar tiempo de fuera del evento? o ¿Qué, qué vas a hacer para recuperar? Este, no, bueno, ya vamos a empezar. De hecho, comienzan esta semana nuestros entrenamientos otra vez. Y pues más bien ahorita ya va a comenzar nuestra preparación para vernos dentro de cuatro años y pues ir por, por esa final. So, este, Alejandra, estabas con los Ravens de FX México. Uh, Haces saber a nosotros cómo estuvo la temporada antes del el evento en Canadá. Eh, bueno, yo eh, por un problema de una lesión no pude jugar esa temporada. Únicamente uh -huh. estaba entrenando para, para la selección. Pero, pues, se quedaron en semifinales, no pudieron llegar a la final. Y, pues, vamos a regresar esta temporada con el equipo. I was asking her about her club team, uh, Ravens, out of FX Mexico, and how they finished in the semifinals. But she said she wasn't able to play with them uh, for the whole season because she was she had an injury. And so she was healing her injury and uh, made the, uh, the World Games more of a priority for her so that she took the time off and didn't really play with the team towards the end. Ah, dice Alejandra dice Holly que que era el el la el injury que tenías. Eh, un tirón en la ingle. Era pierna o era nomás este músculo o algo de brazo. Eh, sí, del músculo de la pierna se me se me desgarró, se me estiró de más, entonces. No podía apoyar ni hacer movimientos con la pierna derecha. Ya, yeah, con uh, Holly también tuvo un problema con su pierna también y tuvo que hacer uh, algo de entrenamiento también durante la temporada la anterior. Y este es el este es el año que volvió ella también para jugar. So, uh, Holly, I was in a knee injury. It wasn't major, but at the same time, it was still bothering her, so she decided to take precautions. Okay, that makes sense. I know how that goes. <laughs> Yeah, I just explained to her that you took some time off as well because you had your knee injury and then you just came back this past season, so. Yes. 
I know all about that. Uh, tell her congratulations on being able to come back from that. Dice que, yep. So, Alejandra, ¿quieres atentar inglés o quieres uh, continuar con español? No, está bien en español. Está bien en español, ok, está bien. So, uh, Alejandra, uh, se supone que tenemos los tres juegos. Vamos a revisar los juegos, pues. Uh, ¿Se enfrentaron ustedes uh, finalmente a, a este a Gran Britana? Y era 19-8. Era buen contexto en ese juego. Uh, Romero jugó bien, uh, incluyendo tú y también el, tu quarterback. So, aparte de eso, eh, cuando antes de eh, antes de llegar al evento contra Gran Britana, ¿qué, qué es la qué era la llave para uh, del del coach Giovanni para ustedes para a ganar victoria? Eh, bueno, sabíamos primero que iba a ser un pues un partido más difícil que el, el que tuvimos contra Australia, pero pues sabíamos que teníamos la habilidad. Eh, confiaron mucho en la velocidad de Andrea, como como bien mencionas, de Pacheco, bueno, en general de nuestras corredoras, y pues también confiaban mucho en la defensa, que había hecho muy buen papel en todo el torneo, entonces pues buscaban que, que Gran Bretaña pudiera lanzar un poquito más para también para que la defensa las lograra parar. So, Holly, I was asking her about uh, the matchup against Great, uh, Great Britain, and uh, she's saying that uh, the key to her the key to their game was trying to try to get some speed going. Uh, they said they, they matched up pretty well in terms of size, but overall uh, the coach emphasized more more uh, hardcore defense, and I think that's what won their game. Well, that's awesome. I think uh, I think it was a huge victory for them. And, uh, and again, uh, I haven't had a chance to finish my, my uh, blog post that I've been writing uh, about watching the games, but Mexico was definitely – something that I thought um, uh, they provided an excellent showing. And uh, I, th I think it speaks volume to the progression of the sport down there. Um, I know that uh, uh, my team played an exhibition game against an all-star team down there a couple of years ago. And I was impressed um, uh, by their speed, their knowledge of the game. Um, and it was interesting to watch them play in this tournament And it seemed like they liked to attack the edge a lot, like when we played against them. And uh, I think they did really good, and they should be very proud of themselves. So, este, uh, uh, Alejandra dice, Holly, que bien, bien orgullosa deben de estar ustedes porque jugaron buen juego en las, en las esquinas y de, en el momento defensivo también uh, pudieron parar a, a, a este Gran Bretaña. Y ella dice, ella recuerda cuando jugaron los, uh, un equipo de estrellas que uh, vino a los Estados Unidos a jugar contra su equipo en Seattle. Y dice que, que estaba bien este uh, con técnico y todo. Entonces ella esperaba de que cuando llegó el, el equipo nacional que iban a hacer algo bueno en el evento. Sí, muchas gracias. También para, para ese partido, pues sí, fue una preparación bastante dura. Pero pues sí, se logró hacer un buen papel. Muchas gracias. Yeah, she says she recalls that, and uh, she she prepared really well for that matchup too because she knew it was a big thing, and so she's uh, very grateful for the opportunity to be at the world event. That's awesome. I'm I'm excited watching these games and watching the progression of the other uh, teams around the world. It's really good for the sport. And uh, um, how long does she think that she's going to try to continue to play? So Alejandra dice, Harley, ¿a, a, ¿a qué tiempo te vas a dar para uh, 
probablemente no jugar, ya no jugar. Va a ser un, un año, dos años, menos de cinco años. ¿Qué, qué es tu pronóstico? Eh, pues no sé, la verdad es que ahorita tengo 24 años, entonces yo creo que, eh, no sé, a lo mejor 32, dos mundiales más, tal vez tal vez los aguante. So, Ali, um, she really, she's 24, but she's eyeing two more world championships before she she hangs them up, she says. She really wants to compete awesome. and win the gold. So she really wants to put that effort in. That, that's awesome to hear. We need uh, we need more people like her. and uh, Just continue to work hard at it because you guys are doing really, really well. And I'm excited to see uh, what happens in the next uh, round of these games and see how everybody progresses and, So, uh, tell her to keep at it. Um, Troy, you got anything else? No, I just wanted to congratulate her on, on the defensive MVP and three picks, man. That, that's that, that's incredible. I mean, uh, what what a game. I know you were super excited, and that's one of those games that you're going to remember your entire life. So congratulations. Dice que buena apoyo para ti, que hiciste muy bien en los eventos y los tres intercepciones es al corazón de él porque él es una persona que le gusta defensa. So, bueno, bueno para ti. Okay, muchas gracias. Muchas gracias por los comentarios. Es una una gran motivación. She says she was really motivated after the first pick and then kind of realizes she she's able to eye the quarterbacks and that's where she got her two uh, picks after that. Yeah, that's called that's called an addiction. Dice que estás adicta a la pelota, dice. Troy, Alejandra. Sí. Yeah, just a little she says, Troy. <laughs> so Alejandra, um, el evento estuvo muy bien, el final también estuvo bien. Uh, ¿Cómo estuviste después de todo el evento que se acabó y e hicieron los uh, hicieron los este um, todos los MVPs del evento y todo y, uh, y esperaste que ibas a ser uno de ellos? Eh, pues sí lo pensé en algún momento, eh, creí también que iba a ver como estadísticas, pero pues, bueno, no se dio, se, se le dieron a Estados Unidos, pero no fue algo que me, que me quitara de todas formas ya lo que había hecho. Y ganando el bronce, Alejandra, es, es, un, es una cosa de, de grande para ustedes, para la organización de FX, para la federación, pero últimamente para el, para la, el, el, el femenil equipado en México, porque se, se pone ya... En, juntos a Estados Unidos, a Canadá y a, a, Finlia, a, fin, a Finland también, y a, se, se pone con, el, con los equipos de, europeos. Um, so tienen que estar ustedes muy, muy orgullosos de que eh, vinieron entre el evento nuevas al evento, pero salieron con buena con, uh, buena resultado, y aparte de eso, uh, se llevan ustedes algo uh, para todo, todo, todo el tiempo, ya estar estando aquí en el, en, en el You know, este, en el evento se lo llevan para a su casa ya para este cómo te digo este estar este, enseñando a, a algo a, a las muchachas que quieren jugar en este juego no sí exacto la verdad es que para México fue fue un gran paso no teníamos como 
cómo medir el nivel de fútbol que teníamos y creo que esta fue una prueba pues bastante dura y, y demostramos que pues en México también sabemos jugar fútbol. So Holly Troy asked her about how does she feel about now being sort of a pioneer to start up, you know, her team competing at the World Championships at this level and then having the result of a bronze medal. So she's saying that she's very proud of what what they've accomplished and that um, they didn't know what type of football they could play because they had never gone to an event like this before. And now they know that, you know, uh, FX Mexico has been in place for over 10 years. Now they know that they can field uh, a quality squad for another tournament to come. Yeah, man, that's that, that's that's the awesome part about it. Because I mean, we you know we talked about this you know before on our last uh, broadcast is, is that the, the that the popularity of the game is starting to spread, and especially through the women women's game, and and just the you know the more uh, great feats that we see and the more great players that perform on the field, uh, just like Allie did, she becomes an ambassador of the game as well as her team, and it's just you know I, I think that's how the, the love of the game is starting to spread, and I'm just I'm in awe of how many people are now so interested in playing this game and also just, you know, and watching the game, which is just as important because, I mean, that's how everyone, uh, you know, gets to sustain and, and play. The more viewership you have, uh, the better it is for everyone involved. Dice Alejandra que, este, Troy, que es algo de, de empezar y eres una ambasadora del, de, supone, del, del deporte, primero y y siendo parte del de equipo nacional, representas tú más este, algo, algo bueno porque ya es, es, una, es un, un level uh, más grande de lo que estaba en, 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 en el país jugando con más, no, no más los equipos. Sí, definitivamente el nivel es diferente, pero pues teníamos la calidad de jugadoras para competir. Alejandra, ¿todavía están jugando 9 por 9 en, en, en los equipos en México o, o han cambiado a 11, 11 Masters? Eh, bueno, bueno, era 8 contra 8, pero al parecer ya va a ser 11, 11 contra 11. Es, es lo que se espera para esta temporada. So, Holly, I was telling her, um, they normally play 8 and 8. So going to the tournament was kind of an adjustment period. She's saying that um, because of the federation support, that at this point they look they're they're thinking of starting an 11-11, you know, format. So that's good. that should be good. That's awesome. I, mean, I think like if you look at the history of uh, sports, anytime a national team does well, it seems to really help with momentum when you take it back home. So that's exciting to hear. Um, so I look forward to seeing uh, how that progresses and. Um, I just know that uh, pretty much, you know, every every week that I'm on Facebook, I get more and more people um, from Mexico that uh, play football adding me on Facebook. So it seems to be growing pretty fast. And uh, so they just need to take uh, take that momentum with them and work on developing further. And you know, um, I look forward to seeing what uh, what comes of that. So, Alejandra dice, Javi, que es, es bueno para elevarse el, el juego a 11-11 porque en esa formata ya es más acomodante y ya no tienes que hacer ajustes para preparación cuando vas al, al otro evento mundial o otro evento mundiales porque ya está, van a estar hasta aclamadas al, a ese tipo de juego. Sí, sí, exacto. Pienso, pienso igual que ya creo que es una buena oportunidad para para tener mejor, eh, a lo mejor colocaciones, lectura y pues todo para desarrollarnos mejor en el campo. 
So, Alejandra, uh, aparte de ti, ¿quién es tu MVP de tu equipo? Se supone que todos son MVP, pero eh, sí. había, había una de, you know, puede ser defensa ofensiva, pero uh, mi favorita, uh, afortunadamente, no era ti, ¿ok? So, afortunadamente. <risa> pero sí era este Andy Romero. Andy Romero para mí jugó bien, uh, hizo buen uh, buen efecto. Uh, pero todos los, todos los running backs en el evento, yo digo, jugaron bien. Era algo para, para mirar, porque uh, todos los equipos tenían buenos buenos equipos, uh, buenos uh, corredores también. Uh, pero en el, en el lado de defenso, uh, te lo voy a dar a ti, porque te estamos entrevistando hoy. <risa> Muchas gracias. <risa> sí, bueno, yo, yo sí considero también eh, con ejemplo, Andy Romero y Fernanda Pacheco, las dos corredoras que, que teníamos en el equipo, las dos las considero eh, pues bastante, bastante buenas. So Ali, that's why I was joking with her. I was, I was telling her that uh, um, who would be her favorite player uh, or player MVPs if she had to choose from her team besides herself. And I told her, unfortunately, I didn't choose her, but I did choose Andy Romero. And uh, she says Andy Romero and uh, Fernanda Pacheco would be her two favorites. Well, that was a good what, what position did I play? All right, so Alejandra. Uh, so the two players are playing running backs, so they're the the team running backs. So Alejandra, este, um, vamos vas vas a continuar con vas a continuar con su su clubs en FX Mexico esta temporada. So te vamos a te vamos a mirar por Facebook también. Um, tenemos un video en nuestro Facebook en Great Iron Beauties de los tres intercepciones que tuviste en el torneo. Uh, so si van a, a al Facebook Great Iron Beauties van a mirar el video de tu acción y de tus tres interceptions. Sí, muchas gracias. Y gracias por el apoyo que nos dan y pues esperamos que podamos llegar en contacto para pues para nuestras futuras preparaciones y participaciones eh, internacionales. Okay, Alejandra, este, hacerle este a, a, hi a todas las muchachas y dile que estamos bien orgullosos de ellas y de ustedes por a, a hacer a ganar el bronce en Canadá, ¿ok? Sí, muchas gracias. Gracias, gracias por tu tiempo y esperando que este, terminemos en otro evento y vamos a esperándote en la temporada regular. Perfecto, gracias y saludos a todos. Adiós. So I was telling her uh, that um, she, hopefully she has a great season in Mexico. Uh, the new season kicks off in probably another 60 days. And then um, she obviously um, is looking forward to another world tournament. So we'll, we'll see how she does in that in that regard. Um, but Troy, before we came on, uh, let's talk WFA playoffs so we get your feedback as well. Um, me and Holly were talking about how Dallas had a soft schedule, uh, and every time we say that, uh, obviously OJ doesn't appreciate that. But it was a WFA schedule, and that and they got to play it, and they're here for the third time. So Dallas arrives in Pittsburgh. This is their third shot at a championship. D.C. bounced off, and now we have the Boston Renegades, who uh, apparently replaced the D.C. Divas because they had the toughest schedule in the East. So, uh, Troy, what's your feeling? Is is Dallas going to get it done, or are they going to be, you know, edged again by a touchdown or three points? I just think they're due. I mean, they came so close, you know, the last two years. I mean, both times getting ousted by by Washington. And I just think 
I just think they really do. And I know, you know, I know our girl Odessa is just chomping at the bit to, to really get this, get it over the hump. Um, I just think that they are motivated. I just think that they are primed to, to make this run again. And not, so I, I just think that they'll go ahead and pull it off this year. Now, Troy, on, and the, other, the feel-good story me and Holly were talking about before you came on was uh, Orlando Anarchy um, from the Pulse event from the year before. Because of the format change in the WFA where they give them the same format as Division One, Division Two, somehow they pull up a, a big victory in Toledo, 27-20, to 20, and now they arrive in Pittsburgh one step away from being Division Three champions. So what a story there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just, you know, uh, you know, anytime you start to get on a run like that, I mean, it just starts to, you know, you give your team so much confidence. And then that's what it's all about around this time of year. I mean, you, you've kind of uh, been through all the ups and downs and, and, and you know, going against uh, so much adversity. And then when you get to this point of the year, the more times you win, you know, especially at this time of year is win and go home. So you, you, they're, they're just getting all that confidence together. And so, you know, coming up at that point in time in the Division Three championship, if they can make it there and, and just imagine the boost of the confidence that it has for that team. Oh, yeah, it, it should be good. Uh, the other matchup is going to be St. Louis uh, Slam uh, against uh, Tampa Bay Inferno. This is a rematch of last year, which the Slam won. Uh, everybody's picking St. Louis. Uh, do you think, Troy, maybe we should be taking the Inferno? Um. Well, listen. They they played a pretty you know they they their last game. I mean, they scored fifty eight points. So, I mean, they they can obviously put you know they can obviously put points on the board. Um, but St. Louis can also score. I mean, they dropped forty three. Um, so against a uh, uh, mile high. So it's going to be one of those shootouts. That that's the biggest thing. So I mean, at this point, you're just kind of looking at mistakes. Uh, you know, who's going to make the biggest mistake? Um, and that's what it really comes down to. I mean, you see, not those, both of those teams, you know, allowed up in the 20s the last two games, I mean, their last game, um, you know, before getting to the championship game. So I really think it's going to come down to who's making the biggest mistakes. So, um, you know, we'll keep an eye out for that one and see who does. All right, you guys, uh, WFA, uh, WFA Weibold, July 20th. Through the 22nd, 2017, it will be in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's, it kicks off Thursday, July 20th, Weibull Day at PNC Park. So if you got your tickets there, Pirates against Brewers is your little um, pre uh, for the Weibull. Friday, July 21st at 12, Division Three Championship, Arkansas Wildcats taking on the Orlando Anarchy. Friday, July 21st at 7, Division Two St. Louis Slam taking on Tampa Bay Inferno. St. Louis looking for back-to-back championship. This is a rematch of last year's uh, game. Saturday, July 22nd, 12 p.m., All-American game. Uh, and then Saturday, 7 p.m., Division One Dallas, looking for a championship, third try. Boston and Cahill looking for another championship. Um, so it's going to be a great one. Um, Holly I, I, and Troy will give up predictions here. I'm going to give you my predictions. I think Orlando We'll tough it out and, and take over Arkansas. I know it's early still. we still got a couple weeks to go. I might change my mind at, the, at this point, but I'm going with St. Louis as a solid. So Tampa Bay Inferno, if they're listening to me, nothing against you. Just just feel like St. Louis has got it. And Dallas versus Boston, I, I want to go with Dallas because I think they deserve it at this point. 
Um, it's going to be a tough call. Um, I don't want to go against Cahill, but with the same token, uh, it just seems like Jenkins hungry. I, I'm going to take the elite. I, I mean, actually have the, this, the same lineup as you. Um, I think Dallas, Dallas, like Troy uh, was saying, is due. But I feel like Dallas uh, added uh, even more weapons uh, to their roster between last year and this year. Boston's still a really good team, though. So and the way that Boston will, would uh, would win is if they hang around and make it a close game. Um, but I'm still leaning towards Dallas. Um, I'm also going with St. Louis. Uh, I feel like St. Louis is a team that's kind of on the border between um, Division One and Division Two. They they have added some depth. Um, um, I think will be hard for Tampa Bay to overcome. Um, so I'm going to go with St. Louis, and I'm also going to go with Orlando, even though I feel like Arkansas is a good team. Um, I just, uh, in my heart, I, you know, I feel like Orlando really needs it, so I'm going to go with Orlando. All right, so the IWSL Championship weekend is uh, basically the same weekend, July 20th through the 22nd. Go figure, right? Both championships on the same weekend. How are you going to go watch one or the other? But anyways, uh, it's in Murray, Utah. The Utah Falcons hosting that event. You guys can go on Facebook at IWFL Championship Weekend 2017. Get all the details on tickets and lodging and all that good stuff. Uh, we're looking at, uh, on the 21st, the Alliance Bowl, Colorado Freeze taking on the San Antonio Regulators. Then you got uh, the Founders Bowl at 7 p.m., Houston Energy versus Sacramento Sirens, which is the two clubs that lost to the, uh, the teams that are going to play the championship. And then on Saturday, the 22nd, we're looking at Austin Yellow Jackets and Utah Falcons. Um, they're going to take on that in the same day All-Star game before that at 10 a.m. So um, all year we talked about it. Um, we said Utah would be here, and uh, no different this year. Utah's here. <laughs> so, uh, Troy, do we expect Utah to lose? <laughs> no, no. I mean, that, that, no. that attack that they have on offense, man. Oh, my God. Man. I mean, it's Dude, I, I I really love watching that. It's just like it's just like watching Air Force back in the day, um, you know, with Fisher DeBerry and, and and running, you know, running the triple option. It's, it's they're not going to be stopped. I mean, it was the same last year. They were they were just literally unstoppable. Pretty much been the same this year. Utah is going to take this all the way. It's just you know whoever's in their way is a speed bump, and it's it's been the same. It's been like that all year, and it's not going to be changed on the championship team here. Miss Holly, are we going with Utah? Yeah? I hit mute on accident. Um, yes, I'm definitely going with Utah. Um, I, I've i known a lot of people from that organization. I've, you know, <clears throat> watched them grow. They're very organized. Um, and I, I have no doubt that the um, entire weekend will be uh, well done as they're always on top of um, – uh, all the events and being, you know, logistically on top of things. And as far as the football is concerned, Austin's a good team, but I, I still feel like Utah is, is too much depth. When I've watched Utah play in the past, the way that they, they run their offense and the way that they run their defense, it's a very cohesive style. Um, they'll call in uh, uh, personnel groupings by different uh uh, uh, labels and they all take pride in being a part of what, whichever grouping they're in 
And watching it is kind of fun to watch because everybody buys into it. So they're they're an example of a great uh, sports culture that they developed there. And I, I feel like they just have too much depth and uh, they'll win that game. Hey, Troy, remember the coach when we had him on? He said, uh, I can't rotate enough people. That's got to be, like, just crazy. If you're, the, uh, if you're on the other side of the sideline and you're watching that, you're like, what? How? it's almost like they're coming out of the tunnel. Just, oh, man. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and not, not to mention that, you know, I mean, they, they do get a lot of uh, publicity for their offense. But just their defense, I mean, they've allowed eight points this entire year. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, Austin is, is not far behind. You know, and they have allowed 24 points, but I don't think they've they've gone up against. I don't think that Austin team has gone up against a team like the Falcons offensively uh, as astute as they are. Holly, I would really would love the Austin Yellow Jackets to pull the upset and then and uh, Tony Fuller get her obviously her gold medal and then get an IWFL championship. But it just, I, I think she's got to take the gold medal and just. I don't think she's going to get this. No, I. As much as I do love Tony, it's not her. It's just the entire team um, of Utah is going to be hard to overcome. Um, I still would like to see Utah match up with some of the uh, better teams in the WFA. And uh, maybe one day we'll get that, but it might be a little bit far off. (laughs) Can you imagine a Dallas elite taking on a Utah Falcons? (laughs) Just like a dream matchup. That would be interesting. Wouldn't that be awesome? Elite, Falcons. Uh, maybe we should just do some fundraising on GoFundMe or something just to make it happen. You know, we should just make some money or something and just put up put up the neutral site and let's just have it done. Uh, that would be awesome to see. That would just be awesome to see. Gore, Jenkins, Gerdhart taking on Bean, and Kajeta uh, uh, out there as well. Um, just like this would be amazing. Um, so that's the lineup for the IWFL. Uh, other news and notes that we have, you can uh, check us out on Facebook at our Gridiron Beauty site, and you can get all the latest uh, weekly updates on uh, what's happening in the in women's uh, Gridiron globally. Uh, also, uh, we haven't talked about uh, Germany, AFFD Germany action still going on, but we usually start covering them when the playoffs come around. But overall right now, uh, Berlin Cobras are still top-notch. Then we have uh, the uh, Oroboro Black Knights. They beat Stockholm Mean Machines. That's in Sweden, the Sweden National Championship, back-to-back champions as well. Um, they took care of Stockholm Mean Machines 22-6. to Congratulations to Ming Ming Zhao out there, one of our no-joke football supporters. And so uh, Orbro, Black Knights, uh, back-to-back champions as well. And those were, uh, that, well, that was an awesome finish for them to take care of that. Uh, we also had um, Lexfa completed their season as well. And congratulations to the Jets out in Lexfa. Uh, they took care of the 49ers. 40 to 27, Division One, Division Two, Santarios edge the uh, Silverhawks 19 to 13 in Lexfa uh, final in Mexico. Um, the rest of the uh, results you can find them on our Twitter feed, or you can go to our Facebook page on facebookcom Beauties. Um, so Troy, today is uh, Apple Podcast. So Holly, thank you. It's our debut on Apple Podcast today. So I'm totally excited because hopefully one day here I can send you a, a check or the two of you send you some sort of check. Uh, so we're working towards that. Hey, goal. Man, I like so, you know what I mean? I like checks. Who doesn't like checks? I, I, like, I, checks. I like to get a check. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully it will transpire into a check. 
Excuse me? Even if it's for 15 cents, 15 cents will take it. No, no, I'm not going to do that. I'd oh, probably yeah. send you a dollar. I'll just make up the 75. <laughs> and <that'd be> good. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm pretty excited. It's been, it's been in the works for almost, uh, well, since the time we, we went on hiatus, I had to bust my butt and do what I got to do on this side. But it, overall, it was good. So our goal is obviously no different than uh, women's pro football getting paid. So hopefully we can do that before they get paid. That's our goal. Uh, well, it, it should happen. It, it could happen over time. I'm just, I'm crossing my fingers. You know what I mean? Sounds good to me. Yeah, I mean, I I, I have no problem with getting uh, getting people paid. <laughs> Once I have the means, it shouldn't be an issue at all. Uh, it, it would be like beer money to start, but you know, hey, we can start there. It's not a big deal, right? I'm okay with that. Yeah, I like checks and I like beer, so this fits for me. So I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm sorry they think Kishi isn't here to hear the news because uh, she might be inclined to, uh, you know, we got we got to give her maybe a little bigger paycheck, but no, it's just okay. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll equal it out, we'll even it out, and everybody gets a fair share. I think that'll be the the fair thing to do. Um, what can I say here? Um, let's go to NFL news before we get out of here because we'll get out of here in a couple minutes here. And uh, Troy, uh, the biggest off-season topic here is. Is her boy, her former boy, Holly's former boy, uh, Kaepernick, not in the CFL, not in the German Football League, not even close to a football NFL camp. So what do you say about this guy? Uh, you know, I just feel like it's being, he's being blackballed. I mean, I honestly do. Um, I just think that the stance that he has as far as, like, not kneeling for the, you know, or kneeling for the flag and not standing for, you know, the Pledge of Allegiance, I just think, that has really, um, you know, made made some teams shy away, and, and it's sad because I just think, you know, his stance was I don't believe it was that egregious. I really don't. And it's not that um, what he was saying wasn't, it wasn't, you know, true. So, I mean, if he's sitting back saying that he feels a certain way, who are we to sit back and say that he's wrong? I mean, do we do the same thing if, you know, when I'm in uh, – um, uh, you're in a corporate area, you're in a corporate arena, and someone says that they're being sexually harassed, the, the thought is is that if they say they feel that they are harassing you, you're supposed to take it as such. So why is it different for him if he feels like, you know, um, racially discrimin- racial discrimination in this country is what it is? I just don't understand yeah. why it's being just thrown to the side like that. Here's my point right now. I'll make my point before Holly answers. My point is if the PR nightmare for uh, for NFL NFL owners and they don't want to take that shot. That's number one. Number two, I think he's a quality quarterback. He should be second string or third string. Even if he doesn't get paid what he wanted to get paid, the opportunity should be afforded him to be the third string or second string somewhere because he's probably better, uh, better than some of those uh, other quarterbacks in certain rosters. So that's the facts right there. So I, I guess at this point, he either has to get a better agent <laughs> to kind of soften up the PR move or something like that, or he himself needs to come out and say, you know, I'm, I'm doing this with my foundation and I'm not going to bring it into your organization. This will just be an off-season thing that I have to do for myself. So, Holly, what do you think? Um, I think a combination of things. Um, initially, I felt like he was asking for too much money, and then, then I started um, – but I initially, when I thought he was asking for too much money, I thought, well, you know, somebody's still going to eventually pick him up. And then when that didn't happen, 
And I'm like, well, now I kind of feel like some, you know, there's some um, blackballing going around. And the fact that he hasn't been picked up by a Canadian team either, you know, I just, I feel like it's kind of sad in a way because I don't feel like they're necessarily, there probably are people that are blackballing him because of his opinion, but I think there's more teams blackballing him because they don't want the intention. I feel yeah. like they're so afraid of bad uh, PR that they they would just rather avoid it altogether, which is kind of sad. And the thing that really was weird to me was when he came up here to Seattle and uh, the Seahawks were looking at him, the explanation that the Seahawks gave for not finding him was kind of weird to me because they, they were like, oh, it's not because of the stance, it's because we don't want Russell Wilson to feel threatened. And I thought that was the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my life. Wow. I mean, wow. you can't, yeah. like, that's literally what they said, and I was like, that yeah. makes no sense. You're an NFL football team. You should want a competitive environment so that Russell Wilson can be the better version of himself. Why would you ever, even if that's what you felt, why would you ever publicly say that? And then yeah. I thought, well, maybe it's just a misdirection. And, like, I don't feel like Pete Carroll's a guy that really cares that Did much. Holly drop off? I think she dropped off. I think she dropped off. I, I, I'll say this, and I'll, I'll just yeah, make the last point. Um, um, we've had people in the NFL who have beaten women. We've had people who have been caught with oh, yeah. drugs. We've, we've had people that have murdered people, have killed people, and they've still gotten chances. This, oh, yeah. to me... Is is and I'm honestly I'm I'm borderline was thinking about boycotting the NFL because of it, but I, I can't. I'm an addict. Yeah. I'm a football addict. I, I have to admit it. But this to me is is it's just a slap in the face. It is. It's just a slap in the face. If that is the reason why they're not going to sign this guy, and I don't. This I'm is this is. That there are plenty NFL teams that can handle this PR issue here. I, I just think it's 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 just it's crazy. Sorry, I think, I, think Troy, I, I think I must call yeah. dropped. No, go ahead, Holly. I think we dropped off a little bit. Uh, um, I'm not sure where it, I was just going, and it happened. One of the, it was one of those things where you're just talking, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, something, nobody's there. So um, I talked about the Seahawks thing. That's basically where I was wrapping up. Is I thought that was kind of weird. I, I I figured as an NFL organization, you had a lot of competitive environment, and then it made me feel like, well, maybe there's more to that uh, Richard Sherman story um, that came out this summer than, than we previously saw it. Maybe they are trying to protect Russell Wilson. But at the same time, I just thought, geez, why would you bring him all the way up here if you're concerned about Russell? <laughs> that makes no sense. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what Troy's point is. Troy, Troy's point is it's, 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 it's not something that the PR group can't, can't work with. They just don't want to. Right. And so, you know exactly. what I mean? Because they've done it for other people, like he says. You know, they've done it for child, uh, domestic abusers. They've done it for every other infraction that the NFL has had. And all of a sudden, I mean, the only infraction he made was a stance with some voice. It wasn't like he harmed anybody. And so, at this point, like I said, if he doesn't get a third-string job or a second-string job, that, to me, is not a good thing for the NFL because now you're, like, pinpointing individuals. Yeah, and so you think about it, the NFL owners, they're, you know, billionaires. Um, and as far as I know, the they're, um, they're pretty much all white men, right? So For the most part, yeah, I, except for, uh, except for yeah. Kelly in, uh, in Buffalo. Yes, 
And or I've Kim, never, I'm sorry, Kim. Kim in Buffalo. Yeah, I've I've uh, I, I've I've met to the Buffalo owner, um, uh, their uh, uh, husband wife team, and I've met the wife, and she's really sweet. I like her a lot. But other than that, pretty much rich old white men. And I feel like they're really disconnected, and uh, and then they probably just don't want to deal with it, and it makes me kind of sad. Yeah, I'm, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I think Troy's on the same lane that I am. I just think that it could be fixed. There's some way to do it. It's not a big deal. I think he's fit for something, even if even if it's a low end team like Cleveland or somewhere. I think he's he's got you know he should have a spot somewhere, uh, especially in the NFL. So at this point, you know, if nobody picks him up, I'm surprised nobody's picked him up in the CFL either. That surprised me, you know, because if you figure at least in the CFL he would be picked up or something, you know, like a la Jeff Garcia when he left the NFL. But I don't know. I, I, I'm going with Troy's analogy here. I just, it just fits the bill right now. And, it, it, you know, last year as a 49ers fan, when I've watched him, he, he was not playing the best football he's ever played. He was not on the same level he was when he first came on the scene with the Niners, but he's still good enough to have a job. And yeah. and I really do think he hurt himself a bit by asking for a lot of money up front, But because what it did is it gave a built-in excuse for teams not to find him. And so then you went down the ladder of excuses. Oh, he's asking for too much. And, oh, you know, we just don't have a place for him. And, oh, we don't want to upset Russell. And, so it is what it is at this point. I feel like eventually he'll get another um, crack at football. It's just a matter of what league. I would imagine he's probably going to play, you know, maybe maybe eventually for Canada or arena team somewhere and maybe hopefully put some of that behind him. At least that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think the way it goes is, is, you know, around this time he may not get signed, but I think once training camp opens, you get a few preseason yeah. games. There's bound to be a few injuries. He's going to get a look yeah. somewhere, um, and it's going to be in the NFL. I just think that, um, honestly, it's just I, I can't. I, it really it's really hard for me to shake it. But really, shame on the NFL, shame on the owners. Yep. This seems like one of these collusion type of things. And, you know, um, and I, I hate to speculate, and, and I wouldn't want to go as far as say is calling an NFL player a bum, but in comparison to a guy with Colin Kaepernick skills and looking at the other player, the other quarterbacks who are being signed places, Blaine Gabbert, I mean, these guys are really, I mean, these guys are getting jobs but over him. Like, I, no, I'm not buying it. Well, you can, you can, you can have the argument on talent for, to a certain extent, but when you rate everybody, you know, when they start rating the quarterbacks, I really think he's higher rated above some other quarterbacks. That's what I'm saying. It's like, Absolutely. You know, I, I, would, I would put him at, like, second string somewhere. You know what I mean? Browns Absolutely. or Jacksonville or something. Uh, even, if you, even if he doesn't start, I know, I mean, from my view, I think he's at least second string somewhere, you know? Absolutely. So maybe, it's, like I said, maybe his agent needs to do some softening with the ownerships. Maybe the price comes down, and then maybe they'll think twice about it or whatever. But anyways, um, that was one of the topics that, you know, when we were gone, it was still kind of all over it. And then the Seattle the Seattle not taking them, that was like a total shocker and surprise too, like Holly says, uh, not taking them there. So that was kind of like, really? Um, so, um, Holly, at this point, we're going to stick around. If you want to stick around, we're going to talk uh, Legends Football League. Um, otherwise, I can let you go now if you want. 
Um, I do have to get uh, started on packing for Pittsburgh, so um, I should get going on. And uh, just to let everybody know, this young lady is going to uh, the All-Star All-American game uh, in Pittsburgh on the 20th through the 22nd, right? Yes. Awesome. And what what number is this? How many times is this? This is number six. Congratulations. Awesome. Awesome. For you to come back from the injury and then make all-stars, congratulations. Awesome work. Thank you. Uh, It was a lot of work, and I'm I'm still still progressing. Um, I'm going to work this off-season to to try to get uh, away from having to use my brace. Um, And everything's going pretty well, and uh, I was just happy to be back on the field, and I'm excited to go to Pittsburgh, Um, and it it should be a lot of fun. All right, so I guess we're, we're expecting uh, Facebook Live or some sort of uh, updates from you from Pittsburgh. Oh, yes. I'll, I'll be I'll be videoing as I as I go. Awesome. I always do. It's pretty fun. <laughs> Perfect. So uh, uh, Holly and the blog comes out when? When are you thinking of doing the blog at this point? Next week, week after, or before the Bowl? Um, I'll, I'm going to. I have one that's. Uh, I have actually two coming out the next week. Um, one like kind of a recap of the season, and then another one on the World Games. Um, I've been battling uh, uh, basically strep throat the last like four or five days, so I've been kind of yeah, I know. But <laughs> yeah, I haven't had this since I was like 15, and let me tell you, it knocked me down. But I'm feeling better now. <laughs> um, well, so probably you. next week. So probably probably uh, next early next week before I leave for Pittsburgh. All right, then. Um, so uh, Holly's blog, you guys can follow her. Um, Holly, go ahead and give them the, the handles that they can follow you on Twitter, Instagram, and obviously Facebook. Uh, so Facebook, you can find me at uh, Holly Custis. Um, I also have uh, a player page under uh, Relentless uh, Football Twenty. So it's FBL Twenty One. Uh, that's also my Twitter handle, and then um, my uh, blog is on WordPress, and it's Relentless Football FBL 21 as well. So we'll link those up once you post it up. We'll share those on all our sites as well okay. as Facebook and Twitter and all that good stuff so we can get it out there. Um, really good pieces that that she does, and she, and she obviously puts a lot of thought into it, so they're really well done. So we'll look forward to those. So Thank you. Uh, safe travels to Pittsburgh. Look forward to the updates, and then uh, you're going to be there to witness uh, whether the elite will beat the Renegades or will they be disappointed a third time. So we'll look forward to that matchup. Yes, I'll be there. All right, Holly, thank you. Safe travels. Thanks for coming on today. I really right. appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye, Charles. All right, Mr. Wilson. Um, I can tell you uh, this Legends Football League season has been, um, how can we put it politely, crappy? <laughs> Pretty Blowout crappy. God, I'm like, come on, Mr. Mortaza, can you come up with anything easier than putting the four best teams at the end of the, at the tournament? Just like, oh, my God. The schedule is just not, not very good. Uh, I mean, it's just like crazy. So, um Let's recap, and before we get, you know, before we leave here, let's recap. So, Troy, I don't know if you've been following it since since we took the hiatus, but obviously I've been following it because i got to follow it. But reality is Seattle opens the season week one, 
46-26 against the Austin Acoustic. Let's give Acoustic credit here. Much improved team this year. A lot more ballers on their side of the, uh, of the plate. Tashay Winfrey has played really well so far. So they put up 26 points against Seattle. Seattle, tons of weapons with Dallas Desire accusations, Randall and, and Angel and uh, Peterson. And, I mean, on top of that, Snore and, you know, the, the slew of, of missed players that they had before. Um, so there you go, 46-26, week one. So that was pretty decent. It wasn't too bad of a matchup. Then we go Dud. Omaha 34-6 to against the uh, expansion Pittsburgh Rebellion. Uh, so um, Drake, she played pretty well, Alex Drake. Uh, so, you know, okay, so Omaha better team than Pittsburgh at this point. Then we go to week three, the Bliss 93-6 to against Denver <laughs> at Denver. Okay, I'm going to say this right now. If Mitchell wasn't embarrassed for that game, I don't know where other game can you embarrass, but I got a couple more coming up, so <laughs> – yeah, the Denver Dream was a nightmare in that week, ninety-three to six, and they didn't even use Del Harris much of the game. So you know, Coach Ack was just like playing around the whole game. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Wasn't he? He was just playing around basically. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just like uh, I was just laughing my head off that whole game. I was like, uh, I felt bad for the Denver girls. That's all I'm saying. Just so fucking cat touring with a mouse. Yeah, yeah, it was just bad. It was like cheese on a string, you know what I mean? That that kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, it was it was not good. Um, and I'm not even going to mention uh, Denver standouts because I don't think there's any. They they got to yeah. go to an off season and really work on it. So uh, I don't think they have any real stars there yet. Uh, Atlanta 56-21 against the Rebellion. Sort of disappointed. The Rebellion did keep up with them for about two quarters and a half. Um, you got to give them credit. Pittsburgh does have some veteran former LFL players like Morgan Spencer and uh, Remy or uh, Olenzak and a couple other players on their team that obviously uh, played LFL football before. So no surprise there that they would put up, you know, 21 points against Atlanta. Just disappointing that Atlanta seems to uh, start fast and they kind of drop off. I don't know how that happens so, with them. So they, uh, they still haven't solved that problem from last year. They have not. They have not. And so – Pittsburgh puts up 21 points, which, you know, credit to them because they had put up two points in week two, so they improved their, you know, their scoring, and they're obviously more confident. Um, then we go to week five in Los Angeles, and uh, Drake was injured in that game as well, didn't play the full game, and there you go. Omaha, no quarterback. Guess what happens to Omaha? 79-6. to six. No heart. So Drake goes down, no heart. Just, I don't know, just uh, a mess there. Um They've been trying to rebuild that program for, what, three years now, and it's still the same. It's not, it's not going anywhere at this point. Um, the week after, uh, we see the Denver Nightmare once again, but oh, they're on the road. 106-0. Oh, to zero. Record. Oh, uh, can you imagine the bull? Every time she got the ball, she's like, uh, man, look at this door. It's wide open. <laughs> Walk right oh, in. Oh, my God. Uh, what playmaker do you give the ball? I think everybody got a touch of that that, that night. I'm pretty sure everybody scored. <laughs> you could have handed it to a, uh, you know, a defensive player, and they would have probably scored. Uh, what, yeah, a, this, what a disaster. This is, this that is show echoes of Georgia Tech. This is echoes of Georgia yeah. Tech versus Cumberland, that tw- 222 to nothing game. Oh, this yeah. Is echoes oh, yeah. yeah. What a wild. nightmare. What a nightmare. Um, anyway, it's great for stats, I guess, if you want to. If you want to pencil the stats, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, my God. 
well, as one Twitter fan told me, uh, well, Denver never showed up, so I guess that's the closest score you can pencil in. It's kind of like in golf, you know what I mean? That one hundred six to zero. Oh, wow. Oh. Wow. Um, we go to week seven, Atlanta, Chicago, and once again, you've been saying it yep. for, what, two years now, Troy? Once again, yep. Atlanta okay, takes the lead, and then Kochak yep. decides to hack them, 34-27. to 27. Yep. Last quarter, no Atlanta steam. Uh, but, you know, they still, they still get that aggressive, I lose control of my mind in the last quarter or whatever, and they just kind of can't uh, finish. They can't finish. It's just the way it is. I feel bad for Adrian Smith. I mean, Adrian Pernell, and I feel bad for Dakota Dakota Hughes and company. But maybe, to your point, it is a coaching issue. Maybe Dane Robinson is not good enough to beat the Bliss. Yeah, I mean, I just – it's something – it's just something that is not – it's not it's not clicking once halftime is over or once the fourth quarter starts. I just don't – they don't have that killer instinct. You know, they don't have that, you know, put your foot on their throat uh, type of attitude. I, I, I just, it, it's hard to explain. It's not, it's not a talent issue. It's not. They have a it's, extremely It's, it's like kryptonite issue. for them, right? It's like the bliss is a kryptonite. Yeah. It's just like they're, they're kryptonite. Head. Yeah. yeah um, then we go. Yeah, then we go to Pittsburgh. Uh, and Pittsburgh and Omaha, probably the first competitive game of the whole season. <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, the rebellion, twenty-one to twenty against Omaha, which I think Drake also did not show up that game, uh, only for about two quarters, and then she kind of got injured as well. So, um, but you know they stayed in, they stayed in more of an equal level game. This is more equal, right? Expansion versus expansion, technically. So, yeah, the expectation is you know they they can score on each other, and it's pretty even keel, and everything was great. But congratulations mm-hmm. to Remy Olenchuk and uh, Morgan Spencer for edging, getting the one point win against Omaha in week eight. Um, we're looking at week nine, very highly anticipated game. Uh, Austin Acoustic coming off putting up 26 points against Seattle, very tested. We understand uh, the, you know, the Winfrey improvement from a year ago, and she did, she did play well, new coaching. Uh, Anna, Gar- Anna Garza as well. You got um, Michelle Marcho out there. You got Timmy Zimmerman. Um, they were missing, obviously, Steph, um, which is their, their big gun, and she's out. But uh, McCormick, but uh, other than that, they, they they have come into play. Sandra, I think Cassandra, Cassandra Bliss has stepped up. She's played really good during their season. Um, but Atlanta, just a little, uh, obviously a, another level, 67-31. They did stay pretty close for about three quarters, and then last quarter they just Atlanta sort of finishes. Um, and so 67-31. What do you take from that game, Troy? It, I mean, Atlanta you know, gets beaten by Chicago, and then they come back and they beat Austin. Austin, way better team than any any other team probably in the NFL besides Seattle, L.A. probably at this point. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta, you know, they're, again, they're, their issue isn't talent. I just think it's really a mental thing for them. I mean, they, they have plenty of talent on that roster. They can score. They can hit. They're aggressive on defense. They're aggressive on their blocking assignments. It's just – you know, they really just have to finish when it counts. And, the, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, looking at the standings, they're still um, they're still going to make the playoffs. It's just, you know, it, it just, it, it'll just come down to what they do when they get there. And they're going to have to go through Chicago. So, I mean, for them to get any kind of momentum, any kind of confidence, they're going to have to solve that riddle 
And, you know, I just, it, to me, it was like, you, you know, and when they already lost to them this year, doing the same thing that they did three times last year, I just don't know if they can do it. I don't know if they have it in them. So week 10, we go into uh, Austin and the the visiting temptation, new look temptation, no more Gaxiola. Um, but, you know, you got quarterback uh, Salerno go, go back. And in that game, Salerno didn't really play. It was more like, um, uh, you know, backup quarterback play, in, in other words. But they take care of business, 57, uh, 56-28 against Austin. Austin also played really well for about three quarters as well, so competitive. And I'm impressed with Austin because they have come to play every single game. 26 points on their first game. They come up to play on their second game as well against Atlanta, 31 points. And then they put up 20 points back-to-back weeks. So you, that's impressive. I think that the program there is growing. Yeah, and that's what you want to see. You want to see market improvement from year to year, game to game, and, and Austin is doing that. And then on the L.A. side, you know, they, that bad taste that they had in their mouth going 3-1 and one last year, not making the playoffs, they don't, want to have to, they don't want to have to go through that again. So right now they're 2-0. They want to keep that ball rolling, and we'll see how long they can keep the, and sustain that. And they'll still have to see Seattle, who is you know, the clear-cut favorite right now in the playoffs um, uh, when it starts up. And while you do that, um, Seattle, week 11, same result as week six, but with just a couple lesser points, 98-0 to zero against the Denver Dream. Um, I don't know if the, the Denver, I don't know if the Denver girls really realize that they had another crack and <laughs> show up either. Yeah. Not even a score, looks you like, know what I mean? Looks like Seattle just kind of came into that game lax the days ago and took their feet off the foot off the gas. You know, I'm not sure about the effort of the Seattle team. I'm just joking here, but they really just run rough shot right over Denver. Uh, Denver's going to have to, you know, they don't have to take their lumps this season. We'll see if they can get some, get a talent infusion with that team. But right now, they're just in a, in a non-competitive state right now. So, um, Troy, looking forward to Week 15, Chicago against Denver once again. <laughs> I think the results are going to There's not much of a matchup yeah, there. So, if you, have your, yeah, if you have your tickets <laughs> to uh, the Chicago game in, in Chicago, then you're going to witness great bliss ball live. So it's going to be just a clinic, basically, if you want to think about it. Um, yeah. Week 12, you got L.A. beating Pittsburgh this past week. L.A. 34-6. to uh, Pittsburgh did play pretty decent ball for the first quarter, and then they kind of just, you know, they L.A. just kind of took over. So um, L.A. is, uh, I think, 3-0 and at this point, if I'm correct, or 2-0, and 3-0. So 3-0, the win against oh, Omaha, 79 yeah. 6 uh, L.A. beating Austin, 56 to 28. So they're going to face Seattle, and that's why I'm saying it's like the schedule is just weak. Uh, I don't understand why he couldn't match up the top two teams during the weeks, you know what I mean, at, at this point, but it is what it is. Um, it should have been a, just a better matchup that way. You could add Austin playing the expansion teams instead, you know what I mean? Uh, Omaha playing some expansion teams instead, them to be in the mix for, the, for playoff contention at some point. But uh, you could have had the four top teams playing each other at least twice, you know, during, during the year. That would have been competitive and great games to see, but it doesn't happen. Um, so, Troy, your assessment of this up to now, we're at week, I think, week 13 next week, but week 12, your assessment up to now, um, is it, it, it is what it is, right? Seattle, L.A., Atlanta, Chicago, right? Yeah, I mean, right now it's a top-heavy league. I mean, the, you know, the teams on the bottom are inexperienced or just, you know, just don't have the talent. Um, you know, some, got, some teams up and coming, like that Austin team, some teams – 
sometimes show a little bit of heart, some don't, you know, with Omaha, but they, you know, have some injuries also. But it's a top-heavy league. So, I mean, um, at this point, really, I just think, you know, all the fans and, and the teams right now, they're just looking forward to, you know, uh, just getting the playoffs started, and then we'll see from there. Um, I, I'm really interested to see the psyche of this Atlanta team. It looks like they're going to have to go on the road unless Chicago somehow stubs their toe, um, you know, along the way. I want to see if Atlanta can go on the road and solve the Chicago problem that they have. But, you know, at that point in time, you know, Chicago, they, they, they rested Chris Dale Harris last year. They're, they're doing a little bit this year. They're going to have her fresh. That's their that's their, their war horse. So, um, you know, when she's on the field, it's just going to be a different um, – it's going to be a little bit of a different look for Chicago. So, they're going to have their hands full at Atlanta. They are. Um, and we'll see if they can solve that problem. I really would love to see how L.A. is going to fare in the playoffs. They were one of my favorite teams to watch last year. Um, I really wanted to see how they would uh, show up on the field against Seattle. Um, they're going to get that chance this year. So I'm looking forward to that matchup. But I just think right now Seattle was playing above and beyond uh, the best football out of everyone in the league. But they still have to go through, you know, the defending champs. Um, you know, well, everyone has to go through the defending champs as of right now. But I just think Seattle right now is playing the best ball. Um, they have a bad taste in their mouth also with a lot of injuries that they had, especially during the championship game. So, and, and um, you know, it's going to be – at least when the playoffs start, it's going to be a lot more interesting than the regular season is. Yeah, and next week, uh, pretty good matchup, a rematch of week one. So we got Seattle uh, at Shore Center hosting the Austin Acoustics. Acoustics put up 26 points, much better team already. Like I said, they've played Atlanta. They have played uh, L.A. So uh, Western Conference is always tough in this league in the last couple of years. It's always been the tough. And I think that helps Austin a lot because in the East, it's kind of a walkthrough. You know, it's Chicago, Atlanta pretty much. So in the West, it's really a dogfight. And I think that's it's going to help the acoustics. Um, so acoustics taking on uh, and the Seattle Miss. KK Matheny was actually nominated for Hall of Fame and deduction. So um, just the way the LFL does it. I don't know why they do that. I think they should just wait until they retire and then, you know, give them a three-year leave or a four-year leave or something and just choose somebody. But that's the way they do it. So uh, she's obviously being nominated for that. I'm pretty sure there'll be others nominated come in the coming weeks. But she was one of the ones that was announced this week that she would be nominated for the LFL Hall of Fame. Um, so week 13, looking forward to it. I'm assuming Seattle will punch it in. And looking forward to August 20th, in, uh, obviously in Chicago, at Sears Center. Then week 14, interesting. Chicago plays Omaha, and then they play Denver. So how about just giving two wins right away? The way yeah, chalk them up. Uh, chalk you know up. what I mean? It's like the coach, coach Hack is looking at that, and he's like, do I put in my third-string unit, or which unit do I put in? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he's probably right. just, you know what I mean? It's like, if you're the coach, you'd probably be laughing right. right now. Yeah, I mean, you're not, I don't even think you're going to see Del Harris in the game. <laughs> no. Maybe for a quarter or a couple plays, you know what I mean? I, I doubt she's going to be even in there. Um, yeah, she'll be in her best. She'll be in her best skivvies, on, you know, on the sideline. You know, she'll be in her best outfit. Um, oh yeah. You know, it, it's, yeah, she's gonna be relaxed. Chill. Yeah. So the best Not games, chill. the games that we have to watch out for is this coming week, week thirteen, and obviously last, the last week of the game, the last weekend of the season. Uh, temptation taking on the steam. We saw what LA did last year. 
They went into Atlanta. They took care of Atlanta. Coach Tui said, no Eastern Conference team is going to be my team. We're going to show them what West Coast ball is all about. Is it an eye-opening, awakening moment for the, the steam? Because if they get beat down by L.A., and then they got to go to face Chicago, uh, I don't know. Uh, Troy, I, I, same result? It's going to be a, a loss? Um, I, I don't know. It's just, you know, I, I, maybe, you know, Atlanta does something with, you know, against L.A. Um, because it's not Chicago. I mean, they play – they play tough football. So, I mean, again, it's not a talent issue. I just think maybe maybe it is just big spots or, uh, you know, um, really good teams that Atlanta starts to curl into a ball. Uh, I, I really want to see how they adjust themselves. I mean, because, again, they are an extremely talented club. They just can't get out of their own way when it really counts. And, yeah. and you know, that's just the gist of it. The only problem I see for them – is there was no Ashley Salerno last year as LA quarterback. Remember you had you had the quarterback in Chicago now. <laughs> so true. Uh, yeah, Cald- Caldwell was in LA boots, remember? And she she wanted to put a statement on her resume saying, I beat my former team, Atlanta Steam. This year you got Hall of Fame veteran, you know, a quarterback that has won three championships. And you know Tui is going to get in her head and says, you're a legend. You want these punks to take care of you? <laughs> I can tell already. Right. That's like the speech, you know what I mean? <laughs> or you're going right. to, you know, you know she's not coming in to lose. And they got Berceau back. They got number number 20 back, Carmen Berceau. What a beast, uh, which last year they didn't have. They didn't have a, a real running back. And this year they got muscle. So uh, I, I hate to say this again, but Atlanta, you got trouble. <laughs> trouble from LA and coach hack has got the recipe pie in Chicago. I think on August 20th, if they can't get it yeah. changed around. So uh, Dane Robinson, I, you know what? I don't know what kind of pill you got to take, but uh, whatever you're taking, it ain't working. So that's uh, just the bottom line right there. As uh, stone cold would say the bottom line. Yeah, um, Austin, Austin 316 has arrived in Chicago, and they can't seem to get over it. <laughs> they can't seem to get over it. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. You got, you got Allie Alberts drinking beer after every win. That's, a, that's the equivalent of Steve Austin, you know what I mean? During the win. I mean, he could be smoking a cigar on the sideline if you know, this is going on. Yeah, I miss that guy. That guy was awesome uh, during my youth, of course. Um, pretty, pretty awesome man. Pretty awesome guy. Uh, but yeah, I, that's that's the that's the bottom line right now. Uh, Atlanta will get to the championship even if they lose, I think, to LA. But can they overcome? You know, like you said, that that's their Achilles heel is the Bliss. And given the fact that the Bliss is playing Week 14 and Week 15 against Omaha and Denver, thank you, Mr. Mortaza, <laughs> for resting right. the champions. You know what I mean? They're gonna come in fresh. Mm-hmm. AJ Johnson, uh, Ali Alberts, uh, you know. I mean, they they just got too many weapons. They're just like Seattle. They just they got too many options. It's just sad in that sense, but it is what it is. Really good ball, but she hasn't faced anybody yet. I think this is this will be the real test. Uh, they faced Atlanta and they they beat them, so it'll be the second test for Codwell to see how she does. Still sharp and still out here. I mean, you know that's what you have to do to, to you know 
to, to get better. And, um, you know, maybe it'll be different the second time around. I don't really think so. I just, you know, they just have issues in big games. It's, it's really as simple as that. Troy, uh, you put your money on the line right now. Uh, are you taking Tui's temptation to upset Seattle, or are we taking Seattle just to take care of L.A. in, in the playoffs? And are you, you're not taking, think, obviously, Atlanta, right? I, I just really think, no, I'm not going to, no. Um, I think. The, the, I think right now Seattle is playing better ball than anybody. Um, they're putting points on the board. Of course, they've played Denver twice, but um, play and that that team that they have is a veteran team. Uh, they're a championship team. Um, they know how to get things done. And I just think, you know, uh, Barnes, a, a few injuries last year, maybe I think they, they would have beaten the Bliss. Um, I actually had Seattle win in that game. Um, but but you got to give it to Chicago. They came through and they won. But I just think Seattle is playing a tremendous ball right now. So I, right now I would say Seattle's my favorite. I would not be shocked at all if uh, Coach Tui and, and, and the Temptation come in and upset them. I just wouldn't, um, you know, especially with Seattle basically having two practice sessions on their record right now. Um, so, and again, I thought L.A. was last year would have really given Seattle a go. Uh, so, if you know, when that matchup happens, it's going to be tough. I got, I need to see uh, LA play one more time to kind of get this, a better read on them. This will be this will be LFL football. So, I, that's, I, yeah. told, I told fans on Twitter that this matchup, Chicago, Atlanta, LA, and uh, Seattle, if you haven't watched the LFL all, all year, this is the two games that you got to watch because this, this is Absolutely. basically what it boils down to. So, um, Tui, I know it's going to be ready. He's hungry for another banner. Obviously, he's got the tools and all the all the weapons. Coach Hack, I think Coach Hack reminds me of the Joker. He's just sitting back, sitting back laughing. And I don't know what I don't know what Coach Robinson's thinking right now, but I know he's pissed. So, I know that's usually the, the case, I guess, if you want to break it down that way. But uh, he's just laughing. You know, Atlanta comes in and they kind of do themselves in. That's not a good thing. Um, Troy, so next week prediction. Do you want to do the prediction for next week? Who do you think takes the takes the Austin? You think beats Seattle? No, right? No way. No, I think Seattle no will, will go ahead and, and, and win this one pretty easily. Uh, Austin will. They'll they'll play with their usual with their typical heart, um, and they'll come out there and give a great effort. But I think in the end, Seattle's going to win it. I think they put up thirty a twenty five thirty burner on them. Uh, I think uh, Seattle will probably win it over 40 points. So, yeah, I agree with you, yeah. Seattle. Um, week 14, we're, we're already punching in the bliss, unless there's some sort of upset yeah. and somebody's got, you know, what, stomach flu or something. Yeah, upsets uh, are, are very far and few in between in the LFL. I think Chicago yeah. is just, just a much better team. Their coach better, players better. It's just not even going to be close. Uh, Chicago wins easy. Okay, so next week we'll talk about Austin, uh, Seattle, Austin. If you guys want to check out all the previous games, we have them uh, posted on our Twitter feed at Gridiron Beauty on Twitter. We also have uh, first quarter posts on Facebook, and you can always go directly to the Legends Football League site on YouTube and get the remaining three quarters and watch them there. Um, that's where me and Troy usually watch them. So um, at this point, Troy, it's going to be a great season. At the end, I think it's going to be a great matchup, but we have to wait. We have to literally wait three weeks for this whole thing to kind of unfold, but uh, it's what it is. It is what it is. Um, great to have you back. Uh, I, I was I was hoping Nkishi would be back, but I'm pretty sure she'll be back probably next week. 
And then, uh, so we are now officially on Apple Podcasts. If you, if you, if I'm not, I haven't been excited all since the beginning of the hour. So it's a great move for us, a great move for all of us. And hopefully revenue comes off of that and we can keep this um, format going and obviously make awareness of women's American football, you know, that it happens and it's played internationally as well as globally and in the States. And um, so I'm, I'm very, very proud that we got to this level. I couldn't have done it with you and Inkishi and obviously before that, Erica Lynn Anderson and Eric Brown. So uh, we are giving ourselves kudos today because we're literally moving forward and we're going forward. So that's a great thing. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was just, you know, just good to get back in there and start talking about some football and, and uh, just getting around, um, you know, promoting the women's game and, you know, worldwide. And so, you know, you being an advocate for it and, and, and me just being a part of it, I, I'm grateful for it. So thank you. And uh, for you guys that don't know, uh, this is our college football guru. So in the next coming weeks, we are going to be talking college, um, you know, the pre-stuff. And then we're going to get dive into, obviously, the NFL more in focus. Um, and then we go from there, of course. Uh, dive into NFL, and then we're going to do uh, Gridiron Australia that we normally do. Then the, uh, the uh, German League gets finishes up with their playoffs. Um, and, and then uh, there's other Europe leagues that start up as well. So we'll keep tabs on them as well on our Facebook page at Gridiron Beauties. If you guys want to help us out on our Zazzle shop, uh, daily specials there every day at Zazzle.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. Every sale that you that we get from there, whether it be a T-shirt, a hoodie, uh, or leggings, goes towards to spotlighting another talented player in the women's gridiron game globally. So in, in in Europe, North America, and Australia. And so if you want to check out who and what talented players we spotlight, you can always go to our Twitter feed on our media site, and you can check out all the players that we've done. Congratulations to Brooke Lidsby, who is now uh, the 2018 official. 2018 Doji Malo uh, trading card, uh, first card for the 2018 season. Um, so Doji Malo uh, uh, put a Brooke Lidsby, who had a great season with the Kansas City Titans, took them to the playoffs. What a what a young girl! What a what a phenom! So I can not be more proud of Brooke uh, for being a No Joke Football supporter number one, and um, all the talented athletes that were at the Women's World Games in Canada that were part of our uh, Nojo football brand as well. Um, unfortunately, I could not be there because of other things, but uh, I was spirited watching the whole time. And uh, so congratulations to Team USA. Congratulations to Team Canada for silver medal, Team Mexico for the bronze, and then uh, Team Finland finished fifth. And my Aussie girls, all the girls out there, they did an awesome job. They finished sixth. And I know they'll be back in 2021 to uh, put a better showing on that they did this year. But what, uh, what an amazing uh, tournament that it was, and congratulations to all the winners. Also, um, thank you for uh, Alejandra Hernandez uh, coming on from Team Mexico, a bronze medal winner, for being interviewed today. We appreciate that, and we continue success for her and FX Mexico and um, elevate the game even higher. So, uh, Troy, I don't know. What, uh, what else can I say? Hey, just like you said, man, good to be back and good to be talking football. So, you know, we're going to be here for, for a while, guys. So just make sure you tune in to us on uh, every Tuesday at 9 at nine p.m., the Eastern Standard Time, that is. And, you know, we'll talk some football. So also feel free to call in and chime in. Uh, you can also follow us on our Twitter pages. Uh, you can follow um, us on at Grin Iron Beauties at Twitter, and then you can also follow me at Troy Wilson one at uh, Twitter uh, dot com, and also um, what's in Kishi's Twitter again? 
Oh, and uh, Kishi's Cuties on Twitter, and you can always yeah, follow her on right. Facebook as well, and Kishi Free. Um, and she covers NBA as well, so she does. You know, she follows the NBA because she's a passionate basketball fan too, and obviously NFL. So, uh, you know, we'll have her back next week, and we'll be t- we'll be chatting probably NFL, college football as well. Um, just a reminder, everybody. You want to get the details? Uh, you want to be in Pittsburgh? The details are wfafootball.com, or you can go to our Twitter feed and you can follow the um, w at wfafootball. You get the link there on Twitter. Uh, the iwflsports.com, or you can follow iwfl on Twitter, or you can go to the Facebook page, iwfl championship weekend 2017. Get all the details about the uh, the championship iwfl championship in Utah and the one in Pittsburgh. Both are going to be July 20th through the 22nd. Um, and that's going to do it for us. Thank you for um, being here today. Appreciate it. Um, thanks to uh, Alex uh, Hernandez Macias for being our, our guest today. Holly Custis for talking WFA football with us. Uh, Troy Wilson, on behalf of Troy Wilson and Kishi Free, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts today. Or you can listen to us directly on Block Talk Radio, or you can go to our links on our Twitter feed or Facebook page. So for uh, Troy Wilson and Kishi Free, Oscar Lopez saying catch you next week as we talk more women's football, NFL, and upcoming college football. Have a great night, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.